You see, no one remembers a song for November, but that's gonna change starting now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Parent Stuff Podcast. My name is Evan Semenko. I'm the host, and each week I try to bring you a conversation to help you as a parent win. We want to give you tools and resources, listen in on a conversation to help you take away something practical and maybe just learn something and grow as a parent. Today, one of my favorite guests, frequent guest, Perry Reed, is a counselor that works with children. She is super knowledgeable when it comes to things like helping kids go through trauma and grief. And as the holidays are vast and quickly approaching, we want to help you to know maybe something to do this week. If you're nervous about Thanksgiving, if it's been a hard year, if you've lost somebody, you've gone through a divorce, it's not the most positive subject, but it's reality. And as a lot of people going through this, we want to help you to go through and help the holidays to be a little bit better and survive. Simple Church, we're doing a series called the Holiday Survival Guide right now. Go to holidaysurvivalguide.tv for some information about fun things that you and your family can do, ways to serve together this holiday season, and just do something that maybe gets outside of yourself to do something for somebody else. And we'll have things like ice skating and pictures with Santa for free. Those are expensive, and we would love for you to be a part of the Simple Church this Christmas and holiday season. Check out this conversation with Perry. Perry. Hi. Our most frequent guest. Ah, I need to get you like an award. (laughs) You're always on the call. I do need an award for that, right? You deserve it. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for coming back on. Perry, give us all your letters. Tell us what you do in case somebody, it's your first episode, and we'll link to your previous episode. Sure. You're a veteran. You got it. So I'm an LPC, licensed professional counselor. I'm also a registered play therapist. Along with that, I um, have certifications in like EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is for those who've experienced trauma. Um, And I am a trauma specialist as well. I am with Shreveport Counseling and Restoration Center, along with Whitney Voss. We both uh, co-partner in that and started that. Um, It will be one year in February. So it's not far away. So we're super excited, but um, love what I do. Starting a business in the pandemic. That's good, right? (laughs) Why wouldn't you, right? But there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of needs. It's actually probably pretty smart. I tell you, it's crazy. It's crazy. And as people have downloaded this episode, know the title is all about how to survive the holidays. We're in the thick of it. It's uh, Thanksgiving week as we're listening to this episode, Perry. It's getting real. You guys yes. have big Thanksgiving plans? No. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> That's probably how I'm you survive. We're going to the grandmas. We're going to let them do the cooking. I don't think Brian trusts me to have Thanksgiving yet. I don't oh, know. That That sounds like a challenge. I, I have, trust oh, you. oh, oh, I'm totally you could up for it. it. I'm like, bring on the turkey man. This is totally off subject, but we watched the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Have you seen the Thanksgiving yes. one in a while? Oh, yeah. Okay, I hadn't watched it in a while. It's just reminding me of yes. going back and Snoopy tries to cook for everybody. Yeah, he does not do a very good job. you got to trust me something. Hear that, Brian Reed? You've got to trust me to cook mm, the I hope Brian's a listener. He's been a guest on here, too. <laughs> for real. For but real. As joking aside with the food, the yes. holidays, I had a great childhood. I remember very fondly. I always look forward to it. Love going to my grandparents. That's not everybody's experience. Was it mine? Time of year. Exactly. So just talking about that and helping some folks today, spending a few minutes for parents of you're getting ready literally this week to have Thanksgiving. You're doing something. Your kids are going to have memories. They're going to talk about Thanksgiving and the holidays one day, and they're going to remember it <laughs> fondly. Not fondly. <laughs> Maybe things won't be good. And we want to help with that. So, Perry, just in general, I asked you to come on and just talk about the series we're doing, Surviving the Holidays, how sure. to survive, not just to get by, but really to thrive. What are some things you would tell some parents that this last-minute prep this week, they could help them, maybe? Absolutely. Can I tell you what I titled this? Yes. Helping kiddos with hurts have a holly jolly holiday. Love it. <laughs> 
flows off the tongue. <laughs> it's all with the H's. Going Some alliteration. It, all right. So the first thing I want to do is, you know, there's there's so many facets to this. So if we're talking just straight on, you know, family, we're going about all these kind of things, then, um, you know, you have differing things that you will do. But if you've had trauma in that experience as well, I at least want to start out with how I define trauma. I think Perfect. the general idea of what trauma is. So you could kind of investigate everything as my kid had a trauma or not. Because that word's loaded, right? I mean, it's kind of right. pop it is culture loaded. and everybody it has is. their own interpretation. So what's your definition? Right. So anything that overwhelms the the brain's ability to cope. So how I cope may work for me, but it wouldn't work for you. So mm. your brain would become overwhelmed. And I think often what we forget with children, we expect them to respond as we do as adults. Well, sure, because that's right. how they're supposed to. It's the right exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> You're mini me, so come on. Um, and so that's just not how it's always going to work out, needless to say. So we've got to stop and think about what's going on in their brain. By the way, if you want another podcast, I could totally do a Please do. podcast. Please do. Oh, okay. On there. <laughs> You're like, what? Um, so, yeah, I'm all about the brain because if you know what's happening in your child's brain, where your child is in his or her brain, you know how to respond differently mm. on there. So that's one thing with trauma is just understand that a sudden move, maybe everything was great pandemic happened, lose a job, and now the whole family is having to move to another place and new school and all those kind of things. That can be trauma for a child. Yeah, I think about Air Force families. I yes. Mean, all through doing yes. student ministry and talk with people. It's traumatic. Yes. It's, everybody adjusts and you figure it out, but it can have an effect on the way families are Absolutely. functioning and how kids respond to things like the mm -hmm. holidays. And I had, uh, and two, we got to think about the families that are going through some difficult struggles right now, you know, maybe there's a divorce impending, maybe there's substance use, maybe there's different things. And the holidays just don't bring a happy memory mm. all the time. And so, you know, playing all of that. So some of this I'm going to give with the idea of just a general family unit. And then some is going to be specific to those who've experienced trauma. So yeah. just know that, of course, Above all else, if you have questions, call a professional, you yes. know, ask and, and go seek counseling and wisdom for, yeah. for that. So I just want to state that. Oh, absolutely. We are big believers in professional counseling. That's why we have you on. You were very generous with your time and going, but you do take clients. You're seeing families. Yes. Treeport Restoration Center. We also partner with Clint Davis Counseling. It's another one that we work with and we'll put in the show notes. So if your child needs counseling or you as an adult probably would benefit from counseling to help your child, <laughs> exactly. we want you to do that. We believe in that at Simple Church, and we're thankful that you're coming to share it on this podcast. Because it is a scary step, right? Yeah. It's the next thing to commit to going to see them. Yeah. But maybe through listening to this, you might say, hey, my kid has eight of those red flags. It might be something to talk <laughs> yes. to somebody about. I might need to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just going to dive in. Do it. If you have questions, you feel free to ask. I'm going to speak as the parent How? and just be dumb and not know anything and just try to respond <laughs> and get you to explain things to us. So go ahead, Perry. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, you know what we have to do, like I said, when we notice that the alarm bells are going off in our child's brain that's going to come out through their body right so they may tense up they may have furrowed brows they may not be sleeping well they may not be eating well i mean there's a lot of things like that that can go on how young do you think that starts how young yeah oh I mean, it can you know even what we know the research has shown that even in utero a child will turn from the sound of an argument Wow. So, yes. And so we know that a child pre-verbal trauma is what they call this because there's no words for that. It actually gets housed in the body. And mm. so even children at birth, when they have a lot of chaos, when mother is in distress, all those kind of things, they can sense that. So how early? 
as early as the brain realizes, oh no, (laughs) what's going on right now. Um, So again, I don't want anybody listening to this thinking, oh, God, have I jacked up my child? You know, (laughs) that's not what we're going for here, right? (laughs) So the main thing is just understanding the child's responses is going, okay, I'm not responsible for the child's response, but I am responsible how I respond to the child. Hmm. What's my responsibility? Um, You know, so I have some kind of measurement that I'm going to go back with. And if I'm yelling at the child, but I'm saying, you need to calm down what's wrong with that picture? (laughs) You know, I am the model for how to manage those feelings. So what am I modeling in that moment? So, you know, as adults, we really do have to be mindful, but we're human. We're not perfect. We're going to mess it up. And that's okay because we also can model grace and we can go back and say, you know what? I didn't do it perfect. And I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. I will try to, you know, next time be mindful. Yeah. So in that scenario, let's say kid doesn't want to go somewhere. Yes. You would say what to them? Like, what's the healthy response as the adult yes. instead of yelling at him and say, "Get in that car! I'm gonna whip right. your tail." <laughs> but I wouldn't leave yeah. you behind. Don't. Um. So I might say, "Wow, I know it's really tough for you that you don't want to go to grandma's. I'm just throwing out stuff yeah. right now. So what can we do together to help you get in the car and get ready for that? And so it may be that extra five minutes. Maybe you're ten minutes late to the dinner. Because you need to take 10 minutes to help the child feel safe enough to get in the car to go. Hmm. So some you are, this is where we have to remember, sometimes our children need limits, so we want to communicate a limit. I'm big on the ACT model. Acknowledge feelings, wishes, and wants. Communicate a limit or offer co-regulation. And then the T is to think of an alternative. And so with that. That's good. Say that one more time. I'm going <laughs> to sure. put a link in the show notes about that. So A is acknowledge feelings, wishes, and wants. C is communicate the limit or communicate co-regulation. Which is what? Do I know? What is co-regulation? Oh, thank you. So co-regulation is when we offer them our strength, we loan them our strength and calm till they can develop their own. So that would look like, wow, that's really tough for you. Would you like a hug from me? Wow, that's really tough for you. What would help you right now? Sometimes if the child's able to, they're not fully on in the back of their brain, they can respond with, I just need you to be sad with me. Okay, you know what? I'm going to sit here and just let you cry. And when you're when you're done with that, then we can move forward. So that co-regulation is allowing them being able to tolerate their emotions and let them see that you can handle that. Hmm. Because if they don't think you can handle their emotions, they're not going to share their emotions with you. And what we want is that language, what I call a feelings language in the home. We want to be able to be free to talk about our feelings and to grow those feelings, you know, and to learn how to manage them. So I'm just going to stop. I'm going to say, well, this is all hippy-dippy feelings talk, Perry. It's not worth my time. My kid just needs discipline. They just need to listen. They're just going to figure it out. That's what I had, so why would Mm -hmm. I go and try to talk about their feelings? Mm -hmm. What would you say to that parent? Hypothetically, I'm sure none of our parents listening Mm -mm. would say that. I would say, (laughs) good luck. Right. (laughs) Right, because we're all emotional beings. And Mm -hmm. the little kiddos, I know we were joking earlier about, you know, well, they should be able to respond like me. I'm 30. And why aren't they giving me a 30-year-old response? You know, this is nothing to be mad about. But in that child's world, they haven't had the experiences that we've had. Mm-hmm. So a five-year-old who was throwing a tantrum because they didn't get the red cup and they got the blue cup instead feels we, like... Have you been at my house this week? <laughs> My kids are fighting about the dumbest things right I know. Now. We're like, really? That's what you're mad about? Right. Um, but it's that sense of, I have no control. Mm. Well, let's think about how many kids don't have control over the holidays. Yeah. 
And you have divorced parents. You have uh, just going to a different city. You have, you know, just a variety of things that could happen where they feel they have no control. So that feels unsafe. When, I mean, if I don't have control, if you take the wheel of my car while I'm trying to drive it, that's not going to go well. Oh, I know a lot of adults (laughs) that like to have control. And they are used to being in control. And they don't want to give up control. Exactly. Exactly. So how are we going to lead them to a place but that also means i have to be in check of my emotions Mm. so if i'm not in check of my emotions then i'm gonna be hot mess express (laughs) right and so i can't really be mad at my kid when my kid's hot mess express if i'm hot mess express (laughs) once again every time you come on you end up talking about parents we just want to fix our kids we don't want to deal with our stuff (laughs) we just want them right just fix that fix that i have no gorilla glue for this one so you know and that kind of leads me into the next thing is we really have to think about um, you know, the different dynamics that come along with family and come along with everybody being together. That's just tiring. I mean, I'm sure everybody has great families out there, oh, but that could just be, I'm an introvert. And so the thought of being around a ton of people for a long time, I'm tired before I even get there. Hmm. And so I really have to prepare myself. And as an adult, if I have to do that, I need to do that for my kids. What do you do to prepare yourself? Like what's something that... So sometimes it's like a little bit of self-care. It's going, okay, I know that I'm going to have a big emotion day here because I'm going to have to give a lot and be more extroverted than I'm used to. So the day before, I may take a little bit more time for myself. I may um, do some of my favorite things that really just allow me to relax. And then I know I've saved up that energy Hmm. so that I can go into this. For children, they may need some extra encouragement. Okay, here's what we're going to do for the day. Here's how we're going to handle this. The more preparation sometimes that we can give them and letting them know what's going on and that, um, you know, we may have a change in the routine, all these different things can feel freeing to them because it's not like surprise, you know, (laughs) on there. So that's important to do for that. And being attuned to your child, you probably know when your children are tired. Yes. How do you know that? Uh, rubbing eyes, they kind of take a long time. They'll start yawning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a long time to respond. They'll be mm-hmm. just a little bit slower on doing stuff. Mm-hmm. They ever get irritable? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little, little bit. Yeah. I know they're angels, but <laughs> um, so the same thing with with other children is being attuned to those things. Has it been a long week before school? So we've got teenagers who, if you're on the block system, you may be wrapping up a class, senior project. They are tired. You taught high school. I taught high school, taught English for eight years. The last thing they may want to do is go anywhere for Thanksgiving, right? Mm -hmm. And so they don't want to go to the other house. They don't want to do the things. So, you know, helping to be mindful of that, giving them some extra rest, not forcing them to do a ton of things before you're going out of town, those kind of things, um, at best can be expected. You know, I know that there are different expectations for different things. So just being mindful, though. That, and let's let's just throw it out there. It's not going to go like you planned, parents. What? <laughs> I know. What are you talking about? So giving not only the kids grace, but yourself too. Mm. And sometimes we're like, did she just really say that out loud at the dinner table? Oh my gosh, is she really acting that way? Is he really doing this? We get frustrated, but you know what? They're human. Or if it's like your siblings that don't have kids and yes. think about your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stare at that, uh-huh, right? Yeah. On there. So being attuned to that, notice, again, when they're standoffish. Do they need a minute? You know, hey, I recognize you're really tired. This is a long day for you. Would you like to go in grandma's room and watch TV for a minute? 
give them that grace. Yeah. Another thing that you can do for especially the younger kids, I would probably say fourth grade, maybe down, um, is a calm down box. And that's like a pencil case type box. Yeah. And you have something that engages the five senses, something they can see, taste, touch, smell, and hear in this box. And this box can travel with you. So when there's sensory overload, when there's, oh my gosh, everybody just wants to be in my business, whatever it is, grandma's touched me the 16th time with a big old kiss on my cheek. I just need to get away. Or you notice that oh, your yeah. child's getting standoffish, getting more irritable. Allow them to take that box, go into a different room, and just sit for a few minutes. And what's hard is, and I think this is true of just about everything, it's intentionality, right? Yes. That's why we want to do this yes. podcast. We want to help you to give ideas. Like, that's gold. And if you can do that, Today's Monday before Thanksgiving. Go buy them a little couple toys at the dollar store. Yes. Those little pop things are everywhere. Mm -hmm. Little hand fidgets. And mm -hmm. you surprise them with something fun for the car trip or going to grandma's instead of, we'll just act right and get in there and do exactly. that. Exactly. But it's, it takes more time and effort. And that's why we want to help you to win <laughs> as parents. It really does because it's exactly. planning and forethought and all those different things. But it can make the process a whole lot better the day of if you'll try to work on a little bit ahead of time. Absolutely. And this is just in general, yeah. right? So this is for all families to just be mindful of that kind of thing. Um, I think for, you know, what you can do too is that you are, let's say your child's had a really rough or is really tired. You can still set limits with your child. I recognize you're really tired. I'm not for talking to you that way. You can choose to go sit with your calm down box or you can choose to lose. And you don't want to give your losing your Xbox for the next 16 years. That's probably not going to go over. <laughs> Seems <well>. harsh. <laughs> but you may just say, you know, you may lose some screen time if you can continue to, if you continue to talk to me that way. So I'm not saying not set limits. What we do want to be mindful of is this is out of everybody's routine. Yeah. So let's give a little bit of grace that that's out of routine for that. So being mindful of that. And when you um, are acknowledging what the child is experiencing, when you're saying, I recognize this is hard for you, I recognize you're tired, I recognize you're acknowledging their feelings or whatever, that doesn't mean you're agreeing with their behavior. It mm -hmm. simply means that you're validating what they're experiencing. It is their experience. Don't act that way. You have no right to act that way. That doesn't validate. As a matter of fact, that's going to increase the behavior that you're trying to de-escalate. The opposite effect. Exactly. Exactly. So we want to make sure that we're honoring where the child is. But we also have to put lemons around that sometimes, right? Hmm. Um, the other thing is we have to look at what's going on through the child's eyes on there too, what they're experiencing. So if you know that you're going to have a big change in routine, having a calm down box can help. Having yeah. the toys can help. Giving them, you know, kind of like, hey guys, here's what's going to be going on while we're there. Giving them a heads up on that kind of stuff. But know that a meltdown might happen. And that doesn't reflect on your parenting. Mm. If they have a meltdown. It mm. feels that way sometimes. It does. <laughs> especially when you're in the middle of Walmart and everybody's staring at you. Oh, yeah. Or at your family right. Thanksgiving and everybody's there. <laughs> but it it's not. So look, parents, Say it I'm letting again. you off the That's hook right. a little bit. For the parents in the back, it is Right, not your fault. right. Helping some of that out. So, you know, giving them, especially for older kids, when you're talking about, you know, middle school and high school, some of them can have meltdowns. Sometimes they may look a little bit different, but you wonder why they're snapping at you being standoffish. They may be tired. They may be, um, there may be some kind of trigger there. I don't know what that could be. But again, you can set a limit. You can offer both truth and grace. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes as parenting, we just want to go in with the truth. I heard that somewhere. Where was that? Uh, I think I think that's the Bible. That might, that like, might have been <laughs> Andy Stanley. Hey, Andy. That's right. Uh, in the, in just the Bible. <laughs> listening. Um, and so we can offer that truth to the child, but we can also offer some grace along with it. So I know you're tired. 
We just got to be mindful of our words when we use our mouths for it. And I think truth and grace is another way to say good cop, bad cop. Because traditionally, right, there's Mm -hmm. somebody that's very much the rules. The person's going to stick to it. Typically, I feel like it's dads, right? Dads are a little bit more, hey, this is what we said. This is what we're going to do. And then moms are a little more graceful. They had a bad day and tired and you listen. But it's both and, and you need mm-hmm. both. And it's way harder to do both <laughs> because yes, it's easier it to be black and white and say be. you broke the rule one time, you're done, mm-hmm. taking your Xbox for 16 years. <laughs> but it's also not right to just say, well, they can do whatever they want. They run the household and do anything. Right. And so that is a contrast. That's a uh, tension that I think is so difficult. And yeah. one person probably tends towards one or the other. Yeah, and so that gets into temperament and parenting styles, yeah. you know. And so what you you don't want to be that parent. I think it's a th- always get the A's wrong, but the authoritative parent is like you. I say it, you do it. It's here, blah blah blah. And you don't want to be like, oh, you want to jump off the roof? Or great, what sure. time? You know, you want to be in the middle of that, and that's where truth and grace are allowed. That is allowed to say, you know, we we got to be careful of what we say to each other because those words hurt. You can choose to change your language. You can choose to go take a break or you can choose to lose so i'm no more escalated or no more angry than i am right now (laughs) in my words because the minute i lose it now i'm one up and we're just one up in each other the kid's gonna be like you're yelling at me you told me not to yell trust me it's gonna come back um so that's why we have to be what's going on inside of us right now why do i feel like i have to do xyz why am i in this power struggle and being able to go you know what i may need to cool off for a minute on there. And As that's the parent, okay yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you talk about the fun parent, did you ever see Mean Girls? Have you seen uh, no, I never did because I didn't like the fact that there were Mean Girls. <laughs> well, it's a good positive measure. They end up okay, Perry. <laughs> but anyway, Amy Poehler's mom in there is like the fun mom that lets them do whatever they want and goes to their house and do everything. That's the person in my head I picture. Somebody listening got that reference. Gotcha. Not gotcha. you, Perry. We'll waste it on you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, on there, so... You know, like I said, those are the warning signs. Pay attention to your child. The other thing, too, that you want to uh, be mindful of is if there has been, and this is one of the links on the website, is if there has been a child. Um, Let's, you know, whether it's been a divorce, whether it's been a death in the family, Mm. there may be more emotional moments. Yeah. And honoring that, it, it isn't yours. And this is the hardest thing for parents. I think sometimes, uh, I was talking one today, they want to be fixers. Yeah. My child is hurting, and I'm here to fix it. Guilty. Right. And <laughs> everybody does, right? Our hearts just hurt when our babies hurt, no matter their age. And so we have to remember sometimes, though, is that they aren't asking us to fix it. They're asking us just to join them in the journey. They're asking us to come alongside them and say, this hurts, and I'm sorry this hurts. I'll walk these steps with you. Yeah. Because if you try to take that from them, that feels invalidating. And you may find that they lash back. And then you're just like, I'm just trying to help you. Well, that's great, but we also have to honor where they are. Hmm. And so, you know, I know this holiday may be rough for you. So let's talk about that. Let's be yeah. specific. So let's say this is your first Thanksgiving, you're divorced. Yeah. What is something as a mom or dad you should say to your kid as mm-hmm. you're going into this week? Mm-hmm. What's something that you think they should, what's a conversation they should have? Sure. And so you could have a conversation of, I know this will be the first Thanksgiving where you'll be spending part with me and part with dad um just know that even when you're not with me you're still in my heart Mm. um you may even want to give them a little uh 
box or a little kit that they take with them that lets them know that you're thinking of them um, if they're switching in between homes yeah. at that. Um, something that is a safety for them in both homes. So if it's a little lovey or a little blanket or something they feel comfortable with going back and forth from homes, you can do that as well. Um, so that can be a like a divorce situation. And let's just be real, that's going to hurt when you're not all together. Yeah. And so they're just me. I don't want to go. I know you don't want to go. Wish, you know, I wish we could all just sit together, but that's not what the, in the court is often the one that decides right on there. This is how this is going to go. So, you know, just know I'm here and I care about you. That's not going to change just because you're at the other house. Right. On there. And then what about a death? I know mm. COVID and this yes. past years has been a lot of this, the first Thanksgiving yes. without grandma, grandpa, mm. without a parent. Yeah. What would you say to go into that situation? And so there's a couple of things when it comes to death, depending on where everybody is, because you can have a family unit and when one person dies, each person's going to grieve differently because they have a different relationship with the person that died. Mm. So if it was mom, then dad's going to grieve differently because that was his wife. The kid's going to grieve differently because that was mom, you know, and so we have to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, then on top of that, going, okay, you know, making it. A, a time where okay if the child's upset I really just want mom here I just want dad here I know you do and that's tough I wish they were here too so what can we do together to feel closer to them today hmm. and so maybe do some kind of you know the thing I was thankful for for dealing with Thanksgiving the yeah. thing I was thankful for is daddy always laughed when we were together he always told stupid dad jokes okay what dad joke do you remember Okay, so now we're lifting that mood a little bit and being able to enjoy the memory of that person. And sometimes kids just like, I'm sad and I should want to cry about it. You know what? That's okay. Because mm. we, again, we've got to respect the feelings of the person that's there and not just say, well, we're not going to cry about it here. That doesn't work. Because right. then it's going to come out another way through anger, through being standoffish. So, you know, being able to, again, experience that and allow that person the space to experience their feeling. And that may be, okay, you can go step into the bathroom and, you know, you can take you 15 minutes and cry that out. And then when you're ready to come back, we'll be here on yeah. that. But it's just sad. Losing people is just sad. Absolutely. No, it's there. tough. And I know you and your stories that you've yeah. lost both your parents at a young mm -hmm. age and gone through some of that. Can you remember anything specifically that you did during those times that helped you or anything you remember of walking through that or what you would say is... Yeah, Somebody it was else tough. Did. Yeah, um, I remember the first Christmas after my dad died because we moved back here and had no money. Mm. And so people were very kind to us and allowed us to have a Christmas. But um, I think we, you know, my situation was so different because it was like, we're going to pretend like it didn't happen. Mm. Well, caution you on that. You can pretend, but it did. And that child's going to know yeah. and they're going to know something's missing. And so for me, I lashed out in a lot of anger on that. Um, and, and it was just a jacked up situation with myself. I really don't right. have a lot of, <laughs> I don't what know, that was normal. Yeah. But I think that's where a lot of people oh, are. You know, later on, I mean, because my mom and I didn't talk about my dad's death till I was 20, 22. Wow. So that was the, matter of fact, it was Thanksgiving week. 
That was the first time we talked about my dad's death and why I was so angry all those years and why we didn't get along all those years. So it was, um, you know, one of those things, being able to talk about it. Then we were able to sit down and eat a whole pecan pie by ourselves. It kind of changed the vibe, right? I mean, it really did. It did. Because your mom probably thought, well, I'm just going to spare Perry's feelings and I'm Mm -hmm. not going to talk about it. We're just going to try to just barrel through and be fine. Exactly. And that was not what you needed. Mm -mm. No, and for her, it was survival. Like, now I'm a single mom and trust me, I was the spawn of satan for a while <laughs> i know pretty, it's hard to believe hard, but i was that's i was strong. the spawn of satan for a while so i wasn't the easiest kid and you turned out fine huh and you turned out great i turned out great yeah <laughs> through a lot of yeah working through it. <laughs> i made it here so you know like i said when it comes to death you just got to be mindful of that um traumas you got to be mindful of but at the end of the day parents got to give themselves grace Give your kids grace. Yeah. Um, but still have the limits and the boundaries. And when all else fails, tell the stupidest joke in the whole world. Do you want to hear the stupidest joke in the whole I'm world? I'm ready. Okay. What do you get when you cross a joke in a motorcycle? What? A Yamaha. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> it is so funny. I'll Just break the time. ice. <laughs> There you go, families. You could do that. Um, the other thing you could do, and I'm just thinking to have fun, to try to lighten the mood if it's possible. Yeah. We don't want to force anyone to feel anything they're not ready to feel. But bubbles, there's no angry way to say bubbles. <laughs> that, that <seems laughs> this scientific. is all the wisdom you need from me today. So My kids love can, bubbles. Yeah. So you can go out and blow bubbles. Have fun with that. There's just something fun about bubbles. That's <laughs> That is not what I thought you were going to say, but that is good advice. <laughs> so I often give my kids, for breathing exercises, bubbles. Huh. Have you ever tried to b- blow bubbles fast? I have, actually. I have. And they don't it. come out very well, they do don't. they? don't. you got to slow it But down. what happens when you blow slow? It goes and makes great bubbles. Huge bubbles. Look at Fun that. Fun bubbles. So then we calm our breathing. We're able to relax a little bit. So if you see a whole family on the side of the road blowing bubbles. <laughs> that might be us. You might we see. know what's going on right then, right? That is but so funny, but that's a practical thing. It is a practical thing. Love it. Thank you. No, that's good. So just going back, I'm putting myself in these scenarios of these families. Do you think as a family, if you were trying to help deal with a loss or if it's a divorce and you're with your side of the family, should you gather everybody up and say something? Do you acknowledge and recognize it? Do you... I know like some families would pray before Thanksgiving or doing that thing. Is it better to talk about it with a group, do you think, where the kids can hear that? Or do you think it's better to do it individually with the kid or both? Yeah, it really depends. Sure. You know, it depends on the child, how they're receiving that stuff, how the family can receive it. Some families simply aren't ready to have that joint conversation. So don't do it in a group. If you notice that your child's experiencing some distress, you feel that, okay, this is not a normal behavior for them. Uh, Things are off. Speak to that child by by him or herself and Mm -hmm. just say, what's going on? Well, I miss daddy. Oh, I know you do. So what can we do together to help you through this? So that's that co-regulation. Sometimes they'll be able to answer you. Sometimes you need to offer suggestions. Would you like to take a walk? Would you like to color a picture together? What do you want to do right now? For older kids, a lot of times, I just want to go to my room. And that's okay, but they can't stay in the room. We don't want want to go to the side of depression where, okay, we just hide everything. That's not what we're going for. Um, But being able to give them some minutes by themselves 
is okay. So, so just real practical, a yeah. teenager, how long is okay to be in the room by themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. So usually the research has shown that it can take anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes for the back of the brain to calm down, which is our fear center, mm. our anger center, where a lot of those emotions come up that we try to regulate. Yeah. Um, and so I would probably say we know with children that usually their age is kind of, you know, when you, the timeout theory. Sure. But really, like, if you have a six-year-old, maybe give them 10 minutes. Because, again, their brain doesn't have to go through as much information as a 16-year-old yeah. would. And so um, we've got to remember their brains aren't fully online. They don't fully come online to your 25. And so it may take 15 minutes. It may take 30 minutes. It may take 45 minutes. But you want to check on them. I usually say try to check on a child, especially your older ones who can be in there a little bit longer, maybe every 15 minutes. Hmm. And, of course, they're going to be annoyed. But, sure. you know, that's, that's, part that's of your parent. job to be annoying parents. <laughs> um, with your younger kiddos, maybe about 5 to 10 minutes and go check on them. They may need a little bit more time. Give them a little bit more time. There you, you know, go. On there. Well, Perry, time's fine. It's already been 30 minutes. Is there anything else you want to leave? And just one more final thought and nuggets yes. of goo? Yes, come on. Um, oh, you were asking me. Oh, I'm I asking had, you. Oh, do you have any? Is it, oh, do I have any final thoughts? No, except for my joke was fabulous. If anyone has any better, you could throw it out there. <laughs> that was worth the price of this podcast right there. <laughs> Perry, thank you. You are welcome. We are, as Simple Church, trying to come up with ways for you to do stuff as a family this season. So I would love for you to check out the holidaysurvivalguide.tv website we made and we're doing ice skating we're serving in the community to try to get out and do something outside of ourselves we're going to have christmas we're going to do santa you got all the fun stuff so that website's the best place we'll put in the show notes and we'd love for you to come and be a part of this stuff going on because you need to have fun you need to do stuff as you a family and we can try to help provide some of those and do good for somebody else and maybe yeah. be a little selfless i know one thing that you and brian had done a lot on thanksgiving was go and serve meals and mm -hmm. do something that mm -hmm. kind of became a tradition in y'all's mm -hmm. family mm -hmm. and something i always thought was really cool oh of, thank you oh yeah doing it all on Thanksgiving Day and serving, getting outside of yourself and modeling. Yeah, we actually that. did that on Christmas Day. Okay, yeah. In fact, because it was one of those things, I think for Christmas, sometimes we get lost in the hustle and the bustle, literally. And for a reminder to us that it was never about the hustle and bustle. Mm. You know, Jesus came for us and he knew what the end was going to be. Absolutely. And so even with Thanksgiving, a day to be thankful, how are we going to show others thankfulness? So I think those are all great things that you've mentioned that get you outside of yourself. And, you know, as a family can create a new memory where other memories may have been lost or may have been distorted because of other things mm. that's going on. That's great. We'll end it on that. Perry, thank you so much. Always You're great so to welcome. talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode. We appreciate you subscribing and getting on the podcast wherever you are. Subscribe so you can get the latest episode, know what's coming up, and know each week a way to help you as a parent. We want you to be able to do that and leave a five-star review to help people to find the podcast, make it easier to search for, and share it with a parent. Send it to somebody, text it to them, that maybe this conversation can help. It means the world to us that you chose to listen. Have a great Thanksgiving and a great week. 